Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the DIY Small Business Podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode and this one I'm really, really excited to speak to Elitria again. She is running beautiful community projects and has so much to share about how we can work with anxiety at this time and keep marketing our businesses in a way that's kind and transparent and that builds community that really acknowledges that love is greater than numbers. That's one of the things that she always says and I love it so much. So we talked about a lot and it's our second interview like I mentioned. So if you want to go back and listen to the first one, that's number 21 and I highly recommend that too. But yeah, this has been a beautiful conversation and I, I remember I recorded it about a month ago, but what even is time right now, right? Um, but anyway, when I um, when I hung up on Zoom, I felt so much lighter and kind of really motivated and a little bit more um, hopeful, I guess, yeah. Um, because I think Ellie really kind of reminded me that our work is important and that there's still really beautiful ways of making connections and um, and creating things together with people that we really care about. So I'm happy to share that with you today and I hope you'll feel as inspired as I did. I also want to say that I'm running another workshop um, that's free on Wednesday. It's all, all about building your business in a more sustainable way and moving it online if that's what you want to do right now. So um, that is this coming Wednesday, May 13th. And if you are listening to this in the future, you've missed it, that's okay. Um, still check the link in the show notes out because I'm always running workshops and there might be another one coming up that you're interested in. But this Wednesday, I'll share tools and strategies around moving things online. I'll describe things like offering donation-based or sliding scale online workshops. We'll talk about building a Patreon and starting to offer online courses. So really many ways in which you can diversify your income streams right now and get through this time with as much resilience and creativity as you can. So please join us for that. And then also want to say that I had two cancellations for late May and June, totally understandable and for good reasons, but I'm a bit sad because I was really looking forward to those web design projects. And so if you need a website right now, I want to offer those on a pay what you can basis because um, I would like to fill that time. I'm keen. I'm kind of ready to really get back into work, giving myself a lot of time off and space to integrate over the last two months and feeling the surge of energy right now. And also could definitely, you know, use the income, I want to be honest about that. So I'll link to my web design page where you can find the usual prices and what they include. And if you're interested and you're kind of almost ready to get started to have someone work on your website, then reach out and make me an offer. And if your project sounds fun and we vibe, then we can make that happen. So I thought that might be a fun, interesting thing to do to see how it plays out. So Yeah, and again, thank you so much for listening. really hope you enjoy this episode and I would love to hear from you if you have any feedback. To speak to Elitri again today, as you know, this year has been my intention to have second interviews with people because I feel like the first one is always such a sweet getting to know someone, getting an overview of their work, but then there's always so much more that I want to ask. And I also want to respect people's time and attention span and not let these episodes get too long. So I'm excited to have one of my first second interviews with Ellie today. And we'll just dive a little bit deeper into communities and how they are part of our business. And I think 
especially in these times, I actually hate this expression, to be honest. It's so overused right now. I'm just like saying it myself makes me cringe. I'm like, just, ugh. <laughs> but just to say, we are recording this on the 8th of April. Everything is changing. Who knows what's going on? So that is definitely a part of where we're at in our businesses right now. And I think we're connecting with each other in different ways. And that, um, that plays a big part in community building. So Ellie, thank you so much for making time in the midst of the chaos of all of this. I'm really glad to talk to you again. And I would love to um, just begin this conversation by asking you where you are in the world right now, and what lockdown is like. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me back. I had such a lovely time talking to you last time and I was delighted when you invited me back on. Um, so thank you for that. I'm in Copenhagen um at the moment and i have to say like we are incredibly fortunate here in that we have a really sensible government who did exactly what they were supposed to do like long before it became like a panic necessity it was just a precaution um so you know it's doing all the things that it's supposed to do we're flattening the curve like where they're starting to um lift some of our restrictions um in a couple of weeks so we are hugely hugely fortunate in that um and for me personally like my i live my life pretty much on lockdown like i'm a i'm a total recluse i stay at home like 95 of the time all of my friends live abroad so my relationships are conducted via um a bit virtual calls and and zoom and things like that um my business is all online so my day-to-day -day life actually doesn't look very different um but i'm definitely feeling you know being an empath like soaking up some of the collective oh just all the feelings you know so as we were we were just talking before we started recording like it's it's up and down like First, the first couple of weeks when everything kicked off, I was very wobbly and very panicky and, and very anxious. And then gradually those periods of anxiety have got further and further apart and they don't last as long and they're not quite so intense. So I feel like I'm finding my feet with it all and just kind of coming back to a, a more neutral space. Yeah, well done. That's great. <laughs> that's that's just such an achievement in itself, I think. Well, so, like I said, I'm hugely fortunate. You know, I don't, I, this is my life anyway. Mm. I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. I don't have, you know, my husband and I live separately, so I don't have to deal with somebody else being in my space all the time, mm -hmm. all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, huge privilege. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I would love to recap a little bit what your work is all about for people who haven't listened to the last episode. And for those that want to, I highly recommend it's 21. So you can go back into the archive. But for those who are just listening now, what are you up to? What are you doing with your time? Well, my work, ironically, given the time we live in, is all about connecting and gathering people together on the internet. Um, which is something that more and more people are realizing is actually a valid thing to do, which is great for me. Um, but yeah, I, I primarily, everything I do comes under the umbrella of people-focused business, basically. Um, a way of running your business which focuses on uh, community and, and respect and trust and bringing people together and having genuine relationships with them and genuine conversations with them. And at the moment, I do that in two ways. 
So my specialty is uh, online community projects, which are uh, in their most kind of boring, prosaic way of explaining it. They're like online events where a bunch of people get together and talk about a particular topic or theme over the course of about a month. Um, but really what they're like is like the best party you've ever been to in your life, which is full of the wittiest, most interesting, most insightful, most exciting people all talking about something that really genuinely matters to them. Uh, from the comfort of your own home. So if it all gets too much, you can just like turn the computer off and walk away, <laughs> which is very introvert friendly. Um, and I also, uh, just at the beginning of March, I launched um, a new product called Love is Great at the Numbers, which is based on a group program that I ran a few times last year. Um, and that is all about uh, building your business based on uh, developing genuine relationships with people rather than trying to build a massive audience and focusing on follow accounts and things like that. It's about um, basically building an ecosystem around your business where you're in this environment of helping the people around you and understanding that they'll help you and everybody kind of fits together and, and helps each other out. And, you know, some people become clients, some people become, you know, collaborators. Um, and yeah, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's the way I run my business. It's the way I market my business. Um, and the kind of the way I describe it is that, that marketing can feel as nourishing as just hanging out with your mates. Yeah, you are articulating that so beautifully. That really resonates with me. Um, I ran a workshop last year uh, called Ways to Market more with More Transparency and Honesty. And I invited everyone to identify their core values in business. And then as they create their marketing plan, just kind of check any idea that comes up against those core values, which I think is a really like easy tool to simplify this micromanagement and constant flow of decision-making that can so easily feel really overwhelming. And I think you break this down so beautifully. Like, yeah, this can actually be really easy. And I think when we're in this space, of generosity and openness and honesty about what we do what we have to offer what we can and cannot do including boundaries then it can actually feel playful sometimes to just mm. bring people together and say you know like i'm offering this free thing and i think that last year for me sometimes there was a bit of fatigue around free stuff because it can feel overwhelming to be so bombarded with free opportunities because it can almost create this sense that, oh, you know, like I, I should just any day of the week, I could be working through someone's free workshop or whatever, you know, and it just builds up to a lot of overwhelm. But I think actually what many of us really want and how we learn best is in relationship with other people and mm. bringing some intimacy back in. And so, yeah, I think you do that really beautifully just to reflect that back to you. Um, and the next question, like, could in theory be really big. So I just want to, as I'm asking this, give you permission to change your mind tomorrow or next week. That's definitely <laughs> what's happening for me right now. But I would love to talk a little bit more about how this crisis has changed your work and maybe how it's changed how you're marketing. And if it hasn't changed, that's cool as well. It's just a question that I get all the time at the moment where people have planned a launch and they're feeling nervous now and they're, they're not kind of unsure about how to respond to, yeah, the, the space that we're all in. 
That is a big question, but I'm very, very glad you asked it. <laughs> I think um, not that much has changed for me because my marketing is very much about being in relationship with people. Um, that, that hasn't changed, you know. Um, I am kind of cognizant of the fact that people aren't um, perhaps spending quite so much money right at this moment. Uh, they might not be booking stuff so far in advance, which means that, that my one-to-one -one service is part of my business. Um, I'm not actively kind of pushing that in the same way that I would normally. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still talking about it, but I'm doing it in a very gentle way. And what I'm concentrating on more is uh, getting into conversation with the people who may well become clients, people who I would like to work with or like to collaborate with in some way in the future and just kind of planting those seeds now. Um, I'm in a fortunate position where I'm okay financially for a few months, so that's nice. Um, but what I have been doing is leaning very, very much into promoting um, the Love is Greater Than Numbers workbook because I feel that it is so valuable for people at the moment. Like learning how to develop proper, genuine relationships on the internet is a skill that a lot of people just don't have. They don't understand that that's a thing that can happen, you know. Um, but I know from my experience, and I'm sure you do as well, that the people you meet online, those relationships are just as genuine, if not more so, than the people you meet in real life. Um, and it's just about approaching it as a human being. Um, so, yeah. And also, love is greater than numbers. It's a quick win for people. Like, it's, it's on the, you know, it's not very expensive. It's easy to kind of sit down and work through. It's going to give people kind of instant results and it's going to help them right now with with business stuff that they're doing um and also a lot of the marketing around that is super helpful for people as well so it kind of satisfies that urge to help the masses you know i need to be doing something to help people because we're all in crisis you know that that kind of urge that comes up when you're um just a genuine caring nurturing person you know um but the marketing for that is very much kind of helping people understand why it's important, um, giving them some quick wins that they can have, telling them how they can be reconnecting with people or reaching out to new people for new relationships. Um, so, yeah, so that feels like a really good thing to be marketing at the moment because the marketing in itself is helpful. And then the product at the end of it is super helpful as well. Um, and the rest of it is just, yeah, like I said, planting seeds for stuff that's going to happen in the future. Like, we don't know how long this is going to last. Um, and, you know, my business is my sole source of income. That's how I put food on the table and keep a roof over my head. And um, I can't afford to just stop marketing and selling. Um, and I didn't come this far to kind of just give up and just throw my hands up and go, oh, well, no one's buying anything. I'm not going to. Mm. Um, so everything I'm doing is kind of setting me in good stead, uh, for the future. Um, I'm also looking into upping my content marketing more and coming up with a more 
robust system for, for doing that and making the most of the content I produce on a regular basis. Um, again, knowing that it's valuable, knowing that it's helpful to people, particularly in these unprecedented times. <laughs> um, I've read that sentence so often in the last three weeks. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, so leaning into that and kind of going, okay, well, how can I continue to market my business? In fact, market more, but also in a way which is helpful, sensitive, is going to be uh, valuable to people at this current time as well as in the future. That was a very long answer. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. And there's two things that I would love to circle back on. The first one was that you, where you said um, forming genuine, genuine relationships on the internet isn't actually something that many people do or know how to do. And I, would, I just want to confirm you, like, yeah, that's really true. And it sounds like this is something totally common sense that we should all be born with. But I think we have to remember that in many ways, the internet is still in its infancy. The way we're using it now hasn't been around for long. And we're still finding out like what it does to us and how we can use it in the most empowering and an honest way, I think. And also, I really feel like your work, and this is not to diss anyone else, I don't even want to name who I have in mind, but I think there's been a different stream of marketing that's also been popular where there's been books written about it and stuff that's that that kind of advocates more this idea that we should position ourselves as experts and create distance between us and our audience to really make sure we have a super big ratio between our following and the people that we follow and to kind of um yeah, then utilize this expert status as a way to sell people a solution to problems they didn't know they had, <laughs> that kind of thing. And I feel like that's this, you know, moving towards this beautiful way of connecting with people that you offer is often also about self-reflection and unlearning rather than taking new information in because we do already know a lot about the work that we want to do, the messages that we have and so forth. So I love that the way that you share this work is just inviting people into feeling what would actually feel good. And to many of us, the answer will be like, I don't actually need to be better than anyone else. I don't actually need to say I'm the only one who knows how to do this. Like it's really fun to say we can collaborate and I'm sharing something that I know maybe just a little bit more than you and that's cool, you know. And the other thing that I wanted to circle back on was, oh gosh, damn it, I think I have forgotten it, which is also a symptom of our times. My attention span is so short. <laughs> <laughs> and I just yeah. forget things all the time. Maybe it'll come to me again. Um, but my next question in any case would be kind of, you know, you're involved in a lot of really cool community projects at the moment. I'm wondering what you're seeing that people find hard or exciting or challenging or, or anything. Like, just tell me a little bit more about what you're observing. I'm interested in that. Yeah, I've, I've had a very interesting month with my, with my clients, with the projects that, that we had um, set up. Um, originally, I was due to have three projects running in April with clients. Um, two of those were pushed back till mid-April, and one of them has been pushed back until May. Um, and the, 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 what was coming up for people was that, A, they didn't feel like they had the bandwidth to hold space for a lot of people at the moment. They wanted to, you know, 
they've obviously they've hired me they've given me a lot of money we've worked really hard to create something and they're like i can't do this justice right now because my head is in bits um and also the the other thing that was coming up was like obviously these projects are based on um collaboration so you're relying on lots of other people to provide content and all sorts of stuff and because everybody was kind of freaking out for the first couple of weeks um they were finding it really hard to kind of it, it was even more like herding cats than it was normally and they were you know finding it really difficult to kind of push people and and like lay down the line because of course like everything is crazy and we're all freaking out um and I think like generally in my audience, I'm seeing, I have been seeing that people are, they're struggling with the self-isolation, um, but they're also struggling with like the extra communication that's needed. Like my audience are all very um, introverted and highly sensitive. And we were at a really kind of good level with like the communication that we had and, and everything was going really nicely. And then all of a sudden you're getting emails and messages and texts and things from all sorts of people asking if you're okay or telling you, you know, the flood of emails from businesses that you signed up to like a million years ago telling you how they're dealing with COVID-19. Um, so there has been a lot of overwhelm going on over the last few weeks. But what I'm seeing now, and I'm seeing reflected in my own experience as well, is that we are beginning to normalize this situation and everything is starting to like simmer down. It's still there, it's still going on, but we're better at dealing at it, dealing with it. Um, human beings are just phenomenally, phenomenally adaptable. Um, and we're just brilliant at, you know, whatever's happening. It takes a, a week or two or a few days. And then we're like, okay, this is just normal now. Let's get on with stuff. Um, and I'm really beginning to see that kind of shift now. Um, so I have two client projects starting uh, on the 13th, one of which is Sophie Dale's Book Fest, which you and I are both involved with, um, which is super, super exciting. Um, and yeah, and I think that what I've heard from people, you know, is that now they're ready. Now they are really ready to be in community with other people again. But it is different. Like the, the, the projects that I run have always been really rich, really deep, really juicy. Like you make friends in those projects that you are your friends for life. Um, and that now more than ever, I used to play like, um, COVID-19 bingo or something every time one of these sentences comes up but now more than ever that is what people want like they really need that extra layer of depth when it comes to their online communities because they're not getting it in their normal day-to-day -day lives so it has to come from somewhere um, so anybody who is running a an online community at the moment who isn't taking that into consideration is going to lose out. We haven't got time for the fluff and the superficial and the I'm just gathering you together because you're my audience and I'm the guru kind of thing. Like we don't have time for that shit anymore. We want to actually be with people who give a shit about us. 
Yes, yes, to all of this, I was nodding along, which no one could see. <laughs> and, and I remembered also what I wanted to circle back to previously, which is exciting. So I really love what you said about, you know what, I just can't afford not marketing my business and I'm not haven't come this far to give up now. I think that's a really important message for people to hear because people who are you know, having nine to five office jobs and work from home now would never feel guilty for carrying on working. Yeah. And I think it's totally right. We have to be sensitive in our marketing and just acknowledge what's happening and meet people where they're at. But I think I, I would just be heartbroken for every small business I've loved along the way to now kind of say, well, I'm just going to give up. Um, I think we all deserve support. There's many people out there who really want to support small businesses right now and also who have capacity to engage with the things that we're offering and mm. are quite happy to do that. So thank you so much for naming. That was really great. Um, other than that, I wonder if there's anything else that brings you comfort and joy right now. <laughs> I am leaning hard into uh, trashy romance novels for some reason and really bad reality TV. Like nothing that requires any brain power whatsoever. Um, it's not the usual thing that I go for at all, but it's just like pure escapism. Um, and it's making me really happy at the moment. Um, the other thing I'm loving is just, ah, oh, I think what this has done for me is given me like an extra layer of permission to follow my inclinations whatever that might be so I work when I feel inclined to work I stop and rest when I feel inclined to rest and I, I mean I was already doing that but it's just kind of stripped out a whole load of of residual guilt or you know any of the shoulds that were still lingering around it was just um yeah, it feels like a, what I was saying about the marketing, you know, I don't have time. I don't have time for the bullshit anymore. And that includes the bullshit in my own head. <laughs> so it's just kind of, it's crystallized things for me and it's made things much clearer and more, um, yeah, it's helped me kind of sort out my priorities I think in a lot of ways and that has been a source of great joy just realizing like oh, okay yeah this was all in me already and now <sighs> I can bring it out mm -hmm. yeah I really hear that and I think yeah I feel similar about the permission giving piece of really giving myself time and space to rest when I need to to work when I feel like it I've really scared a lot of things back and and I think yeah, it's been refreshing to see that that's not a catastrophe in itself. You know, it's just a really natural response to be like, yeah, I just need to sleep a lot more than I needed to. Yeah. And I need to have periods of time where I'm just switching off and watching reality TV. I have not kind of explored the world of romance novels yet, but that's such a brilliant idea. I'm going to get on that. <laughs> Next. They're, they're brilliant. They require literally no concentration. Mm -hmm. You know everything's going to be all right in the end. <laughs> And, you know, it's just, uh, you don't, there's no anxiety in them whatsoever. It's glorious. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I also feel like when I'm often finding myself in this dance between wanting to 
imagine better ways of being, imagining what's coming beyond this, I really feel like those, th th even these small thoughts that come out of places of exhaustion and overwhelm are never constructive and never feel sustainable in any way. And as much as I think it would be beautiful for all of us to come together right now and be like, hey, this is the new thing that we're creating. I think we're really just not quite there yet. And it feels bypassing to to the uncertainty and the fear and the pain that people are experiencing right now to pretend that we don't actually need time to rest and process right now. I think we really do. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Thank you. I'm wondering if you're thinking about the rest of the year, what comes to mind for you? Like what makes you feel, I don't want to even use the word planning, but like what feels good right now as you're kind of thinking about the near future of your business? I am just looking for more and more ways to connect in whatever way I can. So um, I've had a plan to start a podcast for a while. Um, which has come very much to the forefront now, and I'm going to try and get that done over the next couple of months, um, which I think it's going to be really exciting and give me an opportunity to connect with people um, in a different way. Um, I'm also doing, um, uh, leaning into this content marketing thing and, and, and developing a system for that, so I think that's going to stand me in really good stead. Um, I've got another workbook on the cards, which I'm really excited about, which is about um, customer experience. So how you can um, surprise and delight your people from at every stage of the kind of the, the buyer journey or the, the, the audience journey, you know. So from the minute they first become aware of you all the way through to becoming a client and every stage in between like all the things you can be doing to oh bring that kind of human genuine relational stuff into your business so I'm really excited about that um, and I think that's going to be another really useful thing because all this stuff that I've been saying for the last two years about uh, needing to put relationships at the forefront of your business and the need to be a human being and the need to treat other people with respect and all of that stuff. I think it's only going to get more and more important um, as we move through this thing and come out of the other side as well. Okay? So I'm, I'm feeling quite hopeful for the future of my business. Um, and I think that the, a lot of it, a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm planning for is just to kind of double down on, on what's been working and just do more of the same and spread that message as far and wide as possible. Um, yeah. I feel so calming. I know it's not my business, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but you know, like there's resonance, I feel, between our businesses and it feels just so calming to hear you say that. So thank you so much. Aww. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your first workbook and how it works? And um, before we go, that would be great to know. Yeah. So Love is Greater Than Numbers is, um, like I said, it's based on a group program. Um, and I ran it a few times. and had to come to terms with the fact that my poor introverted reclusive hermitude 
I can't deal with holding space for that many people at one time for that long. I just, I really wanted to, but I just found it so exhausting. Um, and what I'm brilliant at is working with people one-to-one and writing, putting everything down on paper. Um, so the, the idea for the workbook was born of that, really. So it gives you everything I know about marketing your business in this way based on relationships. So it goes through, there are six chapters, and it goes through um, why this is a really good thing to be doing, um, why it matters, what can come out of it, um, who you should actually be connecting with, um, where to actually find them, how to go about, like, like, what do you actually say and how do you deal with this in this situation? Um, the whole book's got, it's full of worksheets to help you. It's got scripts that you can use. Um, then we look at, at energy management. So obviously, you know, my introverted, sensitive people, when they're out there connecting with people, it can get exhausting. So we look at all the different ways you can set boundaries and manage your energy and deal with all of that. Um, and then the final piece is about selling. Um, and this is where a lot of people fall down. They have, they manage to get all the relational stuff in place. And then when it comes to selling, it's like, they feel like they have to switch gears somehow. Um, so that takes you through like how to, to just, um, notice when a relationship is going in that direction and be able to kind of reach out a hand and guide a person to the next step without it being like sales, spam bot, you know, turning into a used car salesman all of a sudden. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's 160 odd pages packed full of action stuff. So it's not just like, oh, read it and then, oh, yeah, that sounds nice. Um, it actually gets you out of your head and into action. Um, and everything is laid out just step by step. It's my exact methodology that I use in my business that I've talked to people. Um, it's brilliant. It's peaceful. It's powerful. And it works. Great, that sounds beautiful. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Ellie, thank you so much. As always, it's been really, really beautiful to hear from you and see what's going on in your world right now. I feel a lot more peaceful than I did before the recording, so that's always nice. And I would love to let people know where they can find you, and we'll link to that in the show notes also, so nothing needs to be remembered at this time. <laughs> yeah, best place to find me is at my website, which is elitriacommunities.com. Um, and while you're there, sign up for my Sunday letters. It's, uh, I never miss a Sunday and, um, occasionally I have guest, um, additions from people as well. You did one for me fairly recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I, I share everything that's going on in the Ellie Trio community's world. Um, and you can also come and find me on Instagram, um, where I hang out less frequently. Uh, and I'm Ellie Trio Communities there as well. Mm -hmm. Can only second the recommendations for the newsletter. It's really fun. I always read it. And I don't say that about a lot of newsletters, but it's, been, it's an honor to be your guest. And I love receiving it and seeing all the other people that you're bringing in as well. So, yeah, thank you so much for today. It's really, really great. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been <laughs> such a treat.